All right, podcast here. You're listening, right? It's Howard Stern here. And I got to tell you, I mean, Robin, I'm not really into podcasts. Well, that's like all those people who used to be on cable access. They yeah. thought they were They were on TV. <laughs> they would pay a company to put my TV. Hey, look, I'm on TV. No, you're not on TV. I mean, yeah, you're on TV, but nobody gives a shit about you. <laughs> but Trenton Waves. It's not a podcast. This is a friggin' experience. Frank and Christina Sasso are the best. The best thing since Transcendental Meditation. Oh, my. <laughs> are you ready? It's the official, unofficial podcast of the city of Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah. With your host, Frank Ferocious Sasso. Trenton still makes and the world still takes. And Christina Firestarter Sasso. Trenton is Mayberry with attitudes. Hang tight, because we're going to meet the lifeblood behind the culture, food, arts, music, pork roll, punk rock, hair, books, education, talent, events, of Trenton, New Jersey. Here's Frank and Christina. Okay, podcast here. Let me tell you, I'm already, I'm already hot. I'm already hot. Not in, That's hot what in temperature. I said. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, of course, you're always chasing me around the house. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Look, I love Trenton. Why? Are you, you know, hot? we both love oh, Trenton. That hot. I love. Trenton. Yes. That's why we listen. That's why we moved here. So what are you getting at? We moved here. We bought a house here. Right. We have our business here. Against everyone's wishes. Oh yeah, everybody thought we were nuts. Right. They hated our house. They hated yeah. the area. They hated everything. Everything. Right. Right. And uh, I get very possessive. Of yes. It. Yes. I really do. We're not the only ones. That's a, definitely a Trenton trait. Listen, I'm only going to speak for us. Okay. I, I'm sure there are plenty of people yes. that are diehard, passionate. Yes. John there Hatch, are. David Henderson. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole. Yes. The name two, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So there was this thing. That I just want to. I just want to address this. Okay. There was this thing. It will be very quick. Okay. There was this thing the other day. The Kiwanis Club of Trenton. Now I don't know these guys, and you know, God bless them. I don't know what they, they do. An Easter egg hunt. They did. Bernard was telling us. Yes. They kudos, do a. Kudos uh, to them. What rah, they, rah. they they uh, sweep yes. up the streets and stuff. They okay. do something. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. Great. Right. That's great. Yes. Yes. They put a thing out the other day <laughs> called Destination Trenton. It, it was and, and they held the they held the meeting in Lawrence Township. Destination Trenton and the woman running it is from Pennsylvania. Okay. You know what? But she Again. wasn't running it. I think she was just coming to speak. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, she wasn't right. running. She was gonna be talking. She was giving right. some kind of thing. And yeah. G- great. Okay. Great. Yeah. I don't care how much good they do. Here's my point. Yes. My point is mm-hmm. just that meeting, that thing alone. People don't know it who are just volume. seeing it. Yeah, right. people it's don't know for the first time they're seeing this. They don't know anything about the Kiwanis Club of Trenton and Lawrenceville. Right. What does that message? What does that send it's, a message? As I say, call it bad optics. Bad optics. Yes. Is that what that's called? Yes. You're, just, you're calling the meeting Destination Trenton. Yeah, but God forbid you have it. Have it there. Yeah, not going to have it here. Like that, any maroon would say. <laughs> Why are they having it in a different town if it's supposed to right. be the destination and then they, is in Trenton? Right, they, and then they go watch a cat video listen, and they get yeah. I'm sure Leonardo's is a lovely spot. Is that the name of where they met? I think so. Okay. Um, I'm sure the owner is very nice. I'd mm-hmm. have nothing against him. And hey, he's a smart guy. He's like, hey, come to my restaurant for twenty bucks a head. You can have your meeting here. Yeah, you're like, yeah, no kidding. How nice of him to do that. He's not giving the food away for free. Right. So we made oh, 20, 20 bucks a head, <laughs> right. and that money stays in Lawrence. Exactly. By the way, not in Trenton. Okay. My point. So here's the other thing. So we make this post. 
Yes. And I cross out Trenton and I write Lawrence, <laughs> Destination Lawrence, right? And Which I thought was wonderful. Thank you very much. You're welcome. This got such a reaction, not a response, a reaction from people. Well, it got good, good people were liked it. Good reactions yes. and then there were bad reactions. Listen, the majority were good. Right, but the ones that were bad don't even live in Trenton for the most part. Right. Like, right. shut up. Okay. Right. So we said, listen, this woman's from PA, this meeting's being held in Lawrence. You know what? Welcome to Trenton. We don't need you. We don't want you. Right. Okay. Right. So one of the responses said, <laughs> this is the best. The Kiwanis are now aware that there's a group of Trentonians that don't want help. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, so the oh, Kiwanis dear. is going to back out of helping? Who, who cares? <laughs> Goodbye. <sighs> Listen, it's a lot It's a lot of nice suburbanites who want to make themselves feel exactly. good about doing something in the poor old city of Trenton. Right. What I say is stay home and do something in your own yeah, town. Yeah, watch your big screen okay? TV. If you want to do something, move to Trenton. Mm. Spend your money in Trenton, open a business in Trenton. Right. Otherwise, shut up and go home. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. How dare you? Now, now on a lighter hmm. note. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> So anyway, we had such a great time. Oh, my God. Oh, you're right. Oh, she's all excited. I had such a good time. And then yeah. you did it again. Oh, my God. We had I did such, it again? What does that mean? Because you went on Saturday and oh, I wasn't I'm around. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking, oop, I did it again. <laughs> I had up my mind. We had such a blast mm -hmm. at the station. The station is now officially open. Yes. Yay, yay. Well, let me give you the official hours. Worth the wait. Don't believe anything you read on social media. <laughs> These are the hours, okay? I've, I've read hours. I'm like, where did they get this information from? All right, this is what Ed okay. said. This is what Ed told me verbatim. Okay. okay. He's open from Tuesday to Saturday. Ooh. Tuesday to Friday is 11 a.m. to midnight, and Saturday is 3 p.m. to midnight. He's Love closed it. on Sundays and Mondays. Fine. Get that through your thick heads and stop, stop making stuff up on social media about what his hours are. I saw one. He's open on Tuesdays from 3 to 6. What? Yeah, you, no, uh, no, yeah. No. I mean, it's true. Yeah, but he's he is open. open that time, but that's not home. Like, <laughs> Those are the like, hours. You know, Macy's is open from eleven a.m. to noon. Right. Yes, they are, but they're also open until nine o'clock at night. Yeah, right. It reminds me of that old Steve Wright joke where he talks about. He goes, um, "Oh, you open twenty four hours? Well, yeah, but not in a row." Yeah. Well, listen. I just want to say how great it was Friday. So many people came out to support. Um, the new business. We want businesses to prosper in Trenton. Right. We live here. We socialize here. We spend our money here. We eat. We drink here. And we'd rather do it here than in Lawrence or anywhere else. That was Lawrence, as you said, <laughs> for those of you keeping track at home. <laughs> but listen, I'll, I'll go to Morrisville. I'll go to Ashland Distillery. There's a, that's a lovely place. Yeah. But you know what? I'd rather put my money into the, business, the people that have invested here and sweat their tears here and and work their elbow grease here and all those cliches. That's what I, I would do. I like that. They sweat their tears here. <laughs> yes. Okay. But I also want to say kudos <laughs> to Skillet. Oh my goodness. That had because uh, you were you were out and about on Saturday and Trenton downtown looked like a downtown, Listen, did it not? Trenton downtown I was with Darren. Yes. God bless him. He's in Hopewell. He, he uh, is shell shocked. He has no to, idea what's he going on. He loves it though. He's like, he, oh my oh, God. He this couldn't is get great. enough. We came to the studio yeah. Saturday night. Mm -hmm. You were in Manhattan. So, New Putt City, we were here Saturday night. We were work, doing some stuff. And I said, let's go get something to eat. That, that alone was wonderful. We could walk. Oh, we're going to drive. I'm like, no, we're going to walk yeah. to go get something to eat right. on a Saturday night in Trenton downtown. Right. right. Because, you know, suburbanites, we we walk in the city. We don't drive everywhere. Okay, well, don't scare them. Or we ride our bikes. Go right. ahead. They can't really. But you can that. drive if you want. 
Yeah, it's but allowed. I could drive up the block too. Why yes, would I? It's allowed. Right. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> we want you to come here, drive here. It's fine. Whatever you got to do. And don't complain about parking. It's a city. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Keep it light. And so keep we it went to the uh, uh, the station uh, restaurant. Right. In Trenton, not Lambertville, in Trenton. Yes. Because there's a station there. Yes. We go in there. It's hopping. Mm-hmm. We sit down. This was have, Saturday night. This was Saturday night. This was hopping Friday this was night. At, this was at a quarter to eight. I'm sorry. This was at 7.30 we got there. On a Saturday. On a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It was hopping. Mm-hmm. Austin Juju Edwards was there. Oh, I love Juju. Uh, people were coming in left and right. People that I knew, people I didn't even have seen before right, were coming right. in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Darren and I, I had a Negroni, he had an old fashioned. He gets the homemade chili bowl. Mm-hmm. You've I've never heard had, good you've ne- let me tell you, you've never had chili like this. You, I, don't care, I don't care who makes it. Oh, my mother, mm-hmm. I go, great. You never had this. Wow. I had the Tuxin soup, which, by the way, Ed, <laughs> you pain in the ass. <laughs> I looked up Tuxin. I looked up Tuxin. He told me to look up Tuxin soup. I looked it up. Google has no idea what I'm talking about. I told you, but don't listen I know. to me. I didn't listen to you, and you I paid the price. Always, you always pay the price. I pay the price. So, Ed, you're a, you're a laugh riot. All right. So, we ate there. We leave. But... Darren also took, he said the soup was so good that he did a takeout for his wife. He placed another order for the homemade chili bowl. Right, to take home. Which, by the way, we split the bill. Why am I paying for half of that? <laughs> I just realized that. All right, anyway, okay. I'm going to talk to him about he it. Owes Remind me. Of, he owes you half a soup or he something. He owes me half a chili bowl from the station. <laughs> As we're leaving, I see Rob out there from the skillet. And he goes, hey, what's going on? I'm like, dude, what's happening over here? His skillet cafe, it was 823. Mm-hmm. I looked at my watch. Packed. Mm-hmm. They had a candle making thing awesome. going on. That's amazing. And there was serving fruit. Music was billowing out of Smokehouse. Awesome. I'm standing in front of Maurice's place that he leased to Pac-Man, mm-hmm. Johnny D. He has a dispensary getting ready to open. Mm-hmm. End of March, he's thinking, okay. it looks, you could eat off the floor in there. Yeah. Now, I'm not a big cannabis guy. I'm not into <laughs> not pot. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> right. But he's going to make it nice, and yeah. he's going to be very, very strict. He's going to be like Frank Strict oh, about strict. the rules and stuff, good, good. which I think is great. It was just so much life. So much energy, It right? was so much energy, and it was so cool. And that's without Momo even Without opening. Momo and without Juju's wine bar. Right, right. Right, across the street. Which is not the name of the place. It's, it's going to be... Tinto. Tinto. Well, I call, Juju, I call it Juju's. I call it Juju's. Let's call it what it's called because people are going to be looking for it and not be able to find it. They're going to Google Juju's no, Tinto. It's not open yet. It, it is <laughs> opening soon, but it's called Tinto. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, it was amazing to see that. And Momo is the Momo group. We don't know what they're going to call the restaurant. Right. We're hoping they're going to keep the name Maxine's. Mac, it's in the Maxine's building, right? Yeah. So they're working on that, That's too. a great art deco. So sign. imagine now downtown Trenton, what we've been speaking and mm-hmm. speaking and speaking. We've been speaking this for 20 years, years now. Dreaming, At least us. Praying yeah. and believing for and envisioning. Right. It is coming to fruition. And that's Finally. exciting. It's really exciting. It's really exciting. And, I'm and, very and happy. And you know what? I always give credit to people like Reggie because he was here in those dark, lonely days. Yeah, he was. And he held. <laughs> out and he did and he, it. he made it work during the covid years he made it work during the quiet times yeah and we love reggie for that that's why i have loyalty to him as well so yeah but skillet is a newcomer but yeah they're making it work there yeah bonnie shout out to bonnie she's she, I, love, I don't know what she's doing in there at one o'clock in the morning she's doing nails, she's doing nails at 1 a.m i swear to i love <laughs> riding by her and seeing that open sign and that little little white light in there oh my gosh and she's hustling in there that's really it's amazing. 
I love the business owners of Trenton that stick it out and know how to do it. Right. They stick it out. Yeah. Anyway, moving All on. All right. So listen, so, so, podcast, here's who we have here today. We got somebody from the administration here, the city administration. And it's not the mayor. It's not Reed, because otherwise, because I would have told him to be quiet at least four times already. It's so you not know it's Maria. not him. And it's not Maria Richardson either. Right. Because forget that. I can't with her. She's too much. I love her. I love she's her too, energy. Listen, she's, no, a, she's not too she's much. She's a whistleblower, is what she is. Well, I love a whistleblower. Well, okay. Give her I'm a whistle a and give her a whistle and she'll blow I'll it. I'll blow it. All right. <laughs> Calm down there, Gabriel. (laughs) I'm not scared. I love it. I know. Everyone knows you're not scared. Everybody knows not to mess with Christina. They know. Go right to the principal's office. Right, and (laughs) And, you'll start and rat on your ass. Oh my God! You okay? Did you have that Uncle Nearest on it? I didn't have. We have Uncle Nearest on the table. Some Starbucks coffee. Hmm. Speaking of coffee, there's another. Another. Well, I'm not talking about that yet. No, no, no. I learned my lesson with Ed. No. All right. When he's open for six months, then I'll t- maybe t- start talking about it. About who? The new coffee place that's going right, to be opening up. They're not open yet. They're not open. Exactly. But you talked about other places that aren't open yet. I, and that was my mistake. No, I'm saying that. Juju's Tinto? Tinto and, and <laughs> Dispensary and Momo and all that. So I'm going to say Slam and Brew set to open soon. That's it. Soon can but mean a lot. The sign's up. So soon can mean 18 excited. months. All, all right. right. On to our guest. Okay, here we go. So. <laughs> This guest, believe it or not, is not. Look at me. Don't look at him. Don't don't look at him. I'm over here. I see you. Okay. He is not royalty. What? He's not royalty. I know it's weird because all we have is royalty on he the show. He carries himself like royalty. Well, I wouldn't even say that, but it's okay. So I met him. <laughs> actually, I met him months and months ago, mm-hmm. and I'm asking Maria, Argentina Maria, mm-hmm. for his number because I wanted to confirm and everything today. Mm-hmm. He reaches out to me mm-hmm. and says, hey, I just want to make sure we're still on. And he comes up and I'm looking. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I already had his number in my phone already. Wow. We had texted already. Wow. So thanks for nothing, Maria. <laughs> mm. She did say she didn't have his number. But then she somehow got it to me. His personal one. I don't even know how she did that. She couldn't find him. She's good. Anyway. News to me. Oh, Uh-oh. he was doing Uh-oh. so well. <laughs> Damn it. He was doing so good. It would take it too long, and they can't no, wait. No, too freaking bad. No. He's the guy. Let's no, 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 no. Go. Let's go. He doesn't control I what wanted. we do. All right, look at him now. It's fine. <laughs> He's from the um, city administration of the city of Trenton, New Jersey. Mr. Measure Twice, Cut Once. Measure Twice? Measure Twice, Cut Once. <laughs> it's like is it Measure Twice. Measure Twice? It didn't sound like Measure. You know that's Say the that name again. of this episode now. <laughs> Miss You Twice, Cut Once. Miss You Twice, Cut Once. Cut Once. Mr. Measure Twice Cut Once, Mr. <laughs> Michael Prince Valiant is with us today on the show. There he is. Look at him. Crowd and everything. He's adorable. Look at him. Look at that smile. Wow. <laughs> wow. All yeah, right. The nerves. Sure ain't. Okay. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You went to Rutgers, didn't you? I did. Interesting. I did. Hmm. Me, my brother, and my dad. So you, your brother, and your dad all went to Rutgers together? What I'm going to say about your dad. What's <laughs> up? <laughs> kind of a dopey guy. <laughs> No. 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 Rockers are that's our real estate man. Your younger brother or your older brother? So I'm the oldest. I had a feeling you had a younger brother. I had a feeling. I got three of them. Three younger? Yeah, I do. Oh, wow. Okay. And two were up for trade, so. You mean you're trading them in? You don't like them anymore? (laughs) Yeah. The brother exchange. They're up for trade if anybody's looking for a brother. Or between the Captain America shield and the the other bat. Wait, you're how old? 30? What? 32 years old. You're 32. Mm -hmm. I thought you were like in your early 20s. Yeah, you have a really young vibe. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's that Michael J. Fox, Jason Bateman thing. Like a a man boy. Or whatever, uh, accountant and a waiter at the same time, kind of. Yeah. 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 yeah, yes. There you go. I totally get that. Yeah. 
He comes in, he's all sharp, he has his jacket on and he's, he's and these huge three work. inch three inch white cuffs on his wrist. I know, very nice. I'm like, wow, look at this Not guy. Not used to seeing that, and usually people are walking around in their pajamas and uh, their slippers. And their slippers. And let me tell you, <laughs> you go outside, you see the world, the world sees you. That's I I can't go out in my I don't like throwing the, the garbage away in my pajama pants for two seconds. I don't like doing that. Yeah, he's putting he's like, Are you just going outside to throw the garbage? No, no, I can't go out there looking like this. No, but people yeah. are walking around whole food shop shop New York in Times Square, walking around in like who knows what. I hope they all lose their slippers. I really do. <laughs> I slippers really in the street. You're in the street. We live in a society, people. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, but anyway, why Trenton? That's an easy answer, honestly. So Good. I was a councilman in Jamesburg in my personal life. Stop. I, stop. You were a councilman. Yeah. Oh, he's 32. I keep forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Still young. But, in um, Jamesburg. Yeah, I got appointed. I was 26, and wow. then uh, I ran for a term when that term expired, and I ran unopposed, so I won that. They have wards over there? Believe it or not, yeah. So or were you an at-large, or did you have a specific ward? I was at-large when I got nominated, and then I think I was at-large again. You can nominate a council person before they're a council so, person? So uh, we had a resignation, and uh, oh, there, okay. it was under a year before the election, and I got approached, and mm-hmm. that's how. Oh, wow, okay. So, uh, I was approached. But that's where Frank's parents, well, his mom lives now. And in, in, they've lived there for 20 years. Right. Happiest yeah. small town on the planet, you know? Is but, it? but yeah, I mm-hmm. loved, I loved it. But growing up from Jamesburg, you're only 30 minutes away from Trenton. My mm-hmm. family, my parents are from Carteret. So the same type of industrial town, mm-hmm. right. same type of working class community. I meet the mayor at a funeral. He's walking in, he has the pin on, the suit on, he has his detail coming in with him. Now, me with my councilman ego at the time, I motion over to a friend and I'm like, well, who the heck is this guy? He must have saw me say it or something like that. <laughs> nice. So he came right up to me in the line. He's like, well, who the heck are you? Oh, I love oh, him. I like him already. Yeah. So then we hit it off literally online at that procession. And I ended up developing this real mentorship where someone from my hometown who's a state assemblyman yeah. is actually mentoring that institutional knowledge of being involved in oh, our stuff. So uh, idea. I was the finance chair and the police chair and the public works chair during my term there. And I got a lot of wow. guidance from the mayor who from his assembly came here. Mm-hmm. At the time I was working in the private sector. You know, you're making a lot of money for a lot of other people when you're putting that extra time in. Mm-hmm. The mayor was like, well, I got something that might be a tough nut to crack. Demo and Trenton, what do you think? And I was like, sign me up. And oh, wow. I started the week of the lockdown in March of 2020. Wow. 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 So you know how we have the residency requirements while I'm working with moving in and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that COVID was an interesting time to start a civil service career because this is where work can really make matter. Mm -hmm. And just like a lot of the small businesses owners here that are not only starting a business from themselves, but then spreading the wealth mm-hmm. throughout the city. Right. Okay. You know, the demolition work, I mean, just spoke because of COVID. There was such an opportunity to get to know residents and to get to know what's going on in sure. the city. Not be the kid from Jamesburg, be mm-hmm. the guy that's living on Baird. Right. So when I got to Trenton and I got into the mission with running demolitions and all the vacant property stuff, mm-hmm. I love this work. And if my family or friends are listening, which they better be because I'm going to be. But, <laughs> they better be. Yes. But they, like they that. know that. I don't stop talking about how much things plug in the right way here. And I can speak on behalf of my department that sometimes it feels like we're undermanned, Mm -hmm. but they incredibly passionate about Trenton, just the same way you two were talking about Mm -hmm. it. 
and it's made it too easy to stay and there's too much work to do to leave. I love oh, it. So, so you love the city. I like, do. I could tell the way you're talking. You have a passion for it they, and the job. You know mm-hmm. what? It, it comes to the people that you meet here because Trenton is so right. actually knows each other. It's yeah. still a community. Yeah, exactly. It's, yes. You know, you come in, it's like, oh, there's, you know, you're the new guy. Uh, something like that. And you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. That within itself is the pull that I need. Um, you're the new guy. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be the new guy for another maybe 20 years. <laughs> no, like, oh, yeah. You'll be referred to as the new guy for the next 20 years. Exactly you're saying right. I'll look this good for 20 years, then oh, I'll yeah. keep that. Yeah. All right. Dude, how are you, how'd you get that from that? How are you reading it? Are you saying I look this good? <laughs> he, he's taking it. Good for him. Right. Yeah. You married? Not yet, no. Hmm. You going out with somebody? What's your first name? Does she work for the city? (laughs) That's a pretty name. Does she live in Trenton also? No, she's from Brazil. I met her in Lawrenceville. She got a job for a year and a half in California, and she took that opportunity. She just recently moved back. You met her in Lawrenceville at a destination Trenton? (laughs) No. No, but I, oh. can I tell you something? I did take her on a date here, and she loved the city as the same way as I did. So cool. Good. We came here. We went to the, I took her to the, the bridge over there down by the creek, and we went to that little spot where you could sit and right over the top of the water. Mm-hmm. Then we walked. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I showed her a couple gems around here, and she's okay. she's from a city called Cuyaba, I think, and she says that there's so much here to build up next. Yes, I And agree. so person mm-hmm. with vision like that, you know, they stick with you. Yeah. That's the thing, vision. You need to have vision. Like people who just complain and this and that, or this is this and this is that, they're just people with no vision, and that's okay. Yeah. There's a world full of those people, but you need the visionaries to make things different and happen. I mean, look how you started the pod from where it was to where it's now. Right. Takes vision. Yep. And then it evolves. There's an evolving. Yes, it's, it should be, always be growing. You shouldn't Absolutely. be stagnating. Shouldn't like, be stagnating. That, I just listened to that this morning. Like, there's never a point where you should say, "I'm an expert in my field," mm. because a lot of people who become experts in their field then just settle there, mm. and that's a terrible place to stay. Because then you never stop changing. You're either growing or you're rotting. <laughs> you're going to change one way or the other. Christina, I wholeheartedly agree. And like even applying that to what I do, like with demolitions, the vision is seeing is what type of housing stock are we working with? How are these properties coming into city owners? Because i.e. when the city owns it, the taxpayers are dealing with it, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. So getting that 50,000 foot view and then actually practically implementing it on the ground level. Mm-hmm. That's where I think Trenton has been open to innovating that vision, mm-hmm. open to evolving the ways to get work actually, because it's not, we don't want just first downs, we need to move chains. I know that just initiating a lot of the demo work that took off after 2021, I mean, since 2018, there was 171 competitively bid properties that came down. But since 2021, it's 141. We are picking up and accelerating, meeting the need at when residents are reaching out. Mm-hmm. And that's been a huge initiative and evolution, like you said, with not only the department, but then our building institutional relationships and coordinating with our sister agencies at the state. Mm-hmm. Because there's no need for the state of New Jersey and the city of Trenton to be having an arm wrestling contest about what's best for here. There's right. too much work to do when you actually live here to worry about that. Exactly right. I agree. You're in demolitions. So yes, I know you take down buildings that are no longer viable places that are becoming hazards and such. Yes. Now, when they come down, though, what happens to the, the lot. Like, okay, yeah, let's so talk, what happens? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. So, so two happens? things are happening first. Okay. There's something happening during the job, and then we'll talk about how the property is actually brought back into the community okay. or back into yep. being used. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest things that I think that we've done and like standardized, when we do a demolition, we are digging out the entirety of the foundation 
of the property. We are getting rid of all of that dirty, lead-filled, contaminant-filled oh, soil. Wow. Okay. And that's one of the big things that if talking with J.R. Capasso, who's our environmental specialist, been with Trent, the city of Trent for oh almost my, 20 years. That's the guy I, I always talk about. He has a cowboy hat. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know him. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I, you know when we met him? No. Utopia, oh, which is now wow. Smokehouse. Oh, wow. That was, a, wow. That Utopia. was our first stop. No the kidding. first yeah. night March, we were here when we met everybody. March 2003. 2003, correct. Yeah, yeah. That was the night we met mm-hmm. him on the first Friday. Everybody was in Utopia and the streets were bare. Yes, 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 yes. Everyone was in there. Oh, so okay. So continue. Mm-hmm. Oh, so working with JR and learning about the environmental, the status of mm-hmm. what, you know, between Trenton being an old city, between all the manufacturing, between people moving around. And then the house is being here and now in 2023. So what we're doing is we're taking out all the soil per lot, getting mm-hmm. rid of all that contaminated stuff that does bleed a little bit into mm-hmm. people's areas. We're getting it out. Mm-hmm. And then we're, what they do is they get certified clean fill. They get it packed in there through a compaction test. Then we get topsoil. We get some grass seed on over the top. And we try to fence off where it's appropriate. That's in terms of remediating because there is just knocking down the house. But then there's actually ensuring that this is a real canvas for the next artist to work with. Okay, gotcha. I like the way you put that. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> so then on the second end of that, we're, so now we got to get the city and the taxpayers are the landlords, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to start getting this non-revenue generating property mm-hmm. into something that's making a little money. So pending on the size of the property, there are, let's just call different buckets that you can toss these into to where it starts getting back to you, the resident that wants to buy or has mm-hmm. an interest in. There's some programs called a side lot application, which is that if we demolish an undersized bit property next to you, and your property line is adjacent to that lot, you have a first right to contact the city of Trenton Mm -hmm. in your interest in procuring that and adding it to your property. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was so, you know, a row home, I love to see it, particularly with the housing stock that I work with. Like I'm seeing 12 and a half by 100 foot row homes that might be an obsolete design, obsolete build that might be a little tougher to market pending on, you know, the real estate values going on. What do you consider obsolete? Fair question. Yeah, Mm. something... that's a good no, because you're start. the guy knocking it down. So you you would be the guy to know. be like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Why is this obsolete? So give me an example. For example, uh, to start with an obsolete design, I would say if the house is predominantly plaster and lath okay, interiors, okay, because right. now that that obsolete build design includes tons of lead and asbestos containing material and build methods that we would have to remediate if we were going to rehab right. and reinvest in that property. So if you, Frank, are reinvesting in a property you might be dropping, let's just say, 30% of what your investment capital is just in remediating environmentals on an obsolete building. But dude, listen to me. Okay, the way they build houses today, mm-hmm. they're designed to last the lifetime of the mortgage before mm. they start falling apart. The houses, our house from 1841, the city came and inspected this house. This, this house, this thing is an ox. It's not going anywhere. Right. Had they built it the way... It's built today. It's not the same obsolete. quality. It's not the same quality. I, if, if you're going to invest in a historic no, no, no. house, I think that we're talking about two different things. These are not historic homes that are being knocked down. These oh, are absolutely homes not. That no. are already no, no, no. In real but they have lath and plaster. Right, but oh. they're already falling down, basically. Right. So yeah, like let me give you an example. So like uh, right. if I'm dealing with Huston's Alley, there were a couple of houses there behind a church. The property uh, had a church next to it. There was a fire in it. So the city has inherited a fire burned down property and then there's this next property that's been damaged substantially. Mm-hmm. Right. So when our structural inspectors go in, they say this house is 
structurally hazardous. Okay. It, we have to do something about it. They notice my department being that we're the owners of the property, like we have to demolition or stabilize. So the first question and the first cost that comes to the city in stabilizing units is that environmental cost. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking at, like you said, we were talking about using the build quality of a house to scale to the mortgage. I'm looking at a property that I, not me personally, but between the real estate team and our attorneys, we don't see a viable path for any private investors to stabilize this okay. and bring it back up to code. Okay, so this mm. is what we fought when he was 11 years old. Yeah. We fought this developer who wanted to mow down 10 right. square city blocks of Trenton. And but Pro- that's okay. willy-nilly. That wasn't like going around and saying, oh, this house is, look at the." the, the. It was like, oh, we're going to just take this block and we're going to... 10 blocks. Yeah, we're not yeah. doing that. 10 block and, radius. Yeah, and knock down all these beautiful homes to put up Staten Island. With basically. people that mm-hmm. live or were living and had yeah. no mortgages. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that no. was a crazy plan. No, and but, fa- yeah. you know what? That's a perfect illustration from there's some ideas of how demo is done. Mm-hmm. And then I can explain how we are absolutely not that. City we mean in the city of Trenton. Right. The way okay. and like our standard operating procedure with demos, particularly with the city funds and on city properties, right. is prioritizing our responses to homeowners, to mm-hmm. residents and tenants that have historically not had an avenue of approach to get these issues responded to. Okay. So with the administration's leadership, they've been open to ideas on how to actually modernize that customer service line. Mm -hmm. When you have a report about a property that might have water coming in, you can talk to an inspector's department and then they'll tell you, okay, that's a private property. You got to talk to the private owner, blah, blah, blah. Now we actually have someone in our capacity that is hammering that private owner. And as soon as that, that notice is missed, a little bit. So when that notice is missed, then my next step would be to actually initiate responding Mm -hmm. to initiate, actually doing a demolition Mm -hmm. and sticking a lien on that private property, tons of properties that are affecting Trentonians and they come from all over. So I don't want to paint anything with the brush, but the toughest thing for a lot of people here, especially when their home is their most valuable asset, mm-hmm. is that they might be have an enjoined property to a LLC right, that's right. out of state. Exactly. And is unresponsive to being summoned to court. That's when I was saying before things are starting to click to me because I can kind of see how a one issue of an abandoned property spills over to the duplex. And yes. then the duplex mm-hmm. gets on fire and burns down a house and ruins the siding next door. Right. That family now can't get their homeowner's insurance policy renewed, even if they got it fixed because the city owned property has an unresponsive person the insurance company is going right. to blame you, right. not right. the city. Exactly. Right. So where I found my, like you said, my passion in doing this is like by actually plugging in the little bit that I really need to, it gets the demos to move. Mm-hmm. And then I think like the number that I go to bed telling myself at night that I'm doing okay is that, you know, since 2021, 141 demolitions just from the competitive contracts we've issued. There have been 11 contracts, but ultimately we have a great management that takes a lot of interest in mm-hmm. everything that I can try to serve up to them. I do so a lot. what would have to be happening at City Hall for them to say, oh man, get Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw me turn two phones off, right? Yeah, that was the... so. Uh, <laughs> I get called predominantly on all of the vacant property issues with the city. Let's just start there. If there's a vacant abandoned property that's Mm. messing with you too, that contact, as much as it might go to inspections, it might go to public property, that funnel comes to me. Oh, they bring it to you. Mm -hmm. And then I start articulating what type so for example okay like let's get an inspector out there and find out what the structure status is what's the timeline and the notice Mm -hmm. if it's already been issued i will develop the specifications the work order plug in what funding and what rules we have to deal with that issue and then i do my best to make sure that all our partners at the state 
any other stakeholders working with us are squared up. But when mm-hmm. it's uh, privately held mm-hmm. by a private resident, right. uh, we that we still do have an operating procedure okay. to okay. demolish mm-hmm. an abandoned privately owned property. Okay. So it's wow. not like a hopeless, if you see an abandoned property is boarded up with the Brown that, you know, the city owns it. Mm-hmm. But when you see a house that someone just doesn't care about and mm-hmm. they've left it sit and like you say, water's getting in and, mm-hmm. and maybe animals are getting in yes. and the people are Raccoons, living in there oh or whatever. Yep. But there is some place to go and say you can, Absolutely. There is like, something done. And that's mm-hmm. the number one thing to let people in Trenton know mm-hmm. out of what I do is like you have not only rights with this, but there's recourse that the city can follow up with. Mm-hmm. The construction code and the inspections codes mm-hmm. are established for the city to heal itself, much like a scab covers back over a wound. Mm-hmm. These housing crisis issues, I illustrate it in my mind almost like like um like arterial blockage like that causes a heart attack mm-hmm. so a bunch of abandoned properties start building up beyond the city's capacity to respond mm-hmm. and then as it gets bigger it creates a little bit more exponential blockage mm-hmm. of the flow of capital and interest and real estate values right, going up right and then there's the attack mm-hmm. where suddenly people have left there's mm-hmm. no interest in buying or rehabbing or reinvesting and then you are waiting for high pocket reinvestors that are going to turn these inevitably into some kind of rental. Right. We've that, seen it happen. That's I mean, the heart attack. Happen, right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, right. right. But it can be Remedi- turned around. hundred mm-hmm. percent. And right. that's what we've been doing the last three years. Right. That's we have two examples of how trying to make it work for Trentonians is actually, like I said before, initiating the healing process mm-hmm. with this, the community. And I want to pick two particular examples. There's the JoJo's building that was on MLK Junior Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And then there's Sanford Street, which was a big project. With the MLK project, we're talking with the mayor. We owned six of the seven properties that were there. Everyone in past times had been waiting to acquire the seventh to deal with the lot. Okay. As you like you said before, I think I was 14 when we owned six and yet to acquire that seventh. The mayor's foresight was, listen, the community will take care of the land. Let's just get the work started at what we can plug in to do. So we demoed the six houses. The fit Now, the seventh one's private and is ugly as a son mm. of a gun. Private owner comes back, ups on his taxes, gets it back up. That right there is yeah. just a small block, but sure. it's right at where everyone in Ewing used to like to have something to say on their way in or, or Lawrenceville, wherever it is. But mm. mm-hmm. now, And it's like done. And with that private guy taking care of it, now other people are cutting themselves in front of each other trying to get what they can do with that lot. So that's yeah, just right. an example. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happens, yeah. Yeah. So the, that was just an example. Like, trust me, when I saw that actually working, I was biting my nails thinking, like, is it perfect? Is it right. not? And then it just came back to the facts. It's like, if you t- get rid of the hazards, the mm-hmm. community will take care of the rest. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, As, I agree. On the other end, with Sanford Street, that would be a, a fair example where the city has already foreclosed and owns nearly all the property. Why can't we knock that all down at once? Well, the reality is, is that there are a handful of private residences that are still occupied by residents. So we can do one of two things. Now, remember, all these houses are pretty much attached to one another in the form of duplexes. So Mm -hmm. there's two, 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 two. Do we demo the house that's unsafe, potentially vacating the residents that live there? Or do we just take care of what we can knock down without really worrying about what their status is while the city goes on the back end acquiring the properties and getting them relocated. That's how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So with Sanford Street down now, we took down 20 houses. We're going to be taking down the remaining 12. You know, there's 12 more to at least take down. I know uh, an owner there actually got up on his taxes and fi- is now fixing his building with a permit. It's kind of just those two illustrated examples of like where I'm 
hoping that reinvestment's going to come back after mm-hmm. it, right, and then boom, right. the money's already coming back in. Right. Right. So right. like, right. Nice. and then mm-hmm. the idea is just to keep it going from year one to year two mm-hmm. and year three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was that that's was awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, that's what we want to see. Like, uh, I know Maria's probably talked to you about this little house that she. I don't know what street it's on. She took me for lunch the other day and she showed me this building mm. and it is in a beautiful little building, mm. but it's part of a bigger property mm. or project. Okay. And when she talked to somebody at the city, they said, Oh, we're going to make that bathrooms. And she's like, again, no vision. Mm. Like this could be a little coffee shop. Mm. You could have a roof deck cause it's, it's a flat roof and it's short. It's not mm-hmm. a big tall building. It's only two stories. And you can make an art gallery in there and bring some life to this community that's not, it looks like every house is lived in and kind of maintained mm-hmm. pretty nice. And it's this piece there that's like, it has a little parking lot. Like, why gotta, would they make that a bathroom? Well, yeah. that really, a bathroom? That's your idea? Yeah. So I, I'm like, oh, why? Yeah, um, let me know what she would is. tell you what, what street is. I'll ask her Good what street that is. Yeah. 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 She would, she's like, I would buy that building. I want to buy that building. I would fix it up. Mm. And I'm like, if you buy it, I'll go <laughs> in with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love real estate. I, I just think it's a way to create wealth mm-hmm. and you can start small. I've seen it done where people buy a house. It's a two family house. They live in one and they rent out the top. Mm-hmm. They make a little more. They maybe buy the house next door. Mm-hmm. And da, 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 da. and then before you know it, it's it's a viable business. But you're, you can't be a, an absentee landlord because I think we've had enough of that. Uh, spot on. And, mm-hmm. and, and so imagine this. Let's extrapolate on that. Mm-hmm. The, city, the city is one of the by default largest landlords in the city. Right. And then on top of that, all our assets are distressed, vacant and abandoned real estate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So demolition and rehab, mm-hmm. the inspections and housing economic development, that is Trentonian's division that actually starts laying groundwork for the vision we started talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, because real estate, um, it can be where people uh, create an investment mm-hmm. to hopefully leverage for more wealth or equity in some kind of way to hopefully propel a business or to get a child through school mm-hmm. or something like that where a substantial quality of life improvement comes on. Mm-hmm. When the city is a responsive landlord mm-hmm. and handling the inspections code mm-hmm. and the properties that we have, mm-hmm. that's when you are worrying less about what's outside of your control. And right. are focusing more on the investment that's in it. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. It's so simple. It really mm-hmm. is. I mean, it's complicated in putting it through yeah, the no. steps. <laughs> but like yeah. the vision of it and the, you know, the, the actually mapping it out. It's like, this is simple. We can make this work. Right. You know, and if that's everybody what, does it, works their piece of the pie. And it's so easy to fall in love with the city that you know that there's actually, you know, somewhere. To, there's something on the other end of that bridge. Right. And I, don't, right. I don't plan on letting the world take it. Right, so. right. Good I to like know. him. I think he's adorable. <laughs> I'm sure he many, wants to be known. I don't say that about many men. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, Prince Valiant himself, would you like to hang around for a little something we call plugs? Prince will let you proceed. <laughs> hey, Podcastia, yeah. let's see what this guest has to plug. Trenton Waves, TrentonWaves.com. Visit us on all social media platforms, including but not limited to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, X, and TikTok. Lobby Club, Lobby Club. Oh, lolly, 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 Lobby Club. Okay, so for February, you got Lobby Club. You have February 21st. It's a Wednesday. Wine and Whiskey Wednesday, 730, February 21st. 
February 27th, the, oh, this is very exciting, the Budget Address Watch Party. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is some, <laughs> listen, people, buckle up, because <laughs> I don't know how you're going to. I think they're having that at uh, in large. You know, you turn that into a drinking game, Frank, and you're onto something. What, the yeah. Budget Address Watch Here's Party? What are you talking about? Now we're yeah. talking. Hey, I'll do a bop. You want a bop on the 27th? What's a bop? Budget Address Watch Party. <laughs> Okay. On the same day, the BORP is at 3 o'clock. And, w- and that's at Lobby Club. That's at Lobby Club. Mm-hmm. But at 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. there's the exclusive legislative post-budget happy hour. Ooh. Let me tell you, they are partying down at the Lobby Club. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. I don't know how I could possibly Whoa. even stay awake. It's so okay. exciting. Okay, but... The 21st, very important about the 21st. That Wine and Whiskey Wednesday, members and non-members are very much welcome. You're going to have whiskey and wine by the glass specials. Light bites will be served. And DJ music. It's the old-fashioned challenge. And very importantly, $1, $1 will be donated in the Lobby Club's name for every Uncle Nearest drink sold at the Lobby Club in support of HBCUs between January 15th through Juneteenth, 2024. Hashtag... HBCU Challenge. That's the Historic Black College University. That's what it's going to, that dollar. Check it out at the Lobby Club, nj.com, or if you'd like and much rather prefer social media, the Lobby Club on Facebook. The Lobby Club on Facebook. Christina. So we have Eyes Unseen, selected works of Brian McLendon, and that's going to be at Trenton Social until February 27th. It's art. Right. We have Ghetto Gods in Divine Land at the Passage Theater. What is that? Is that a film or a play? It is a play written by Richard Bradford and Anthony Martinez Briggs, right. directed by Ozzy Jones, and that is until February 25th. However, it is getting sold out. So wow, if you're really? interested in seeing that, you better get huh. on that quickly. Okay. Music to My Eyes, an invitational exhibition, and that's at the Trenton City Museum at the Ellerslie. What does that mean, Music to My Eyes? It's a art exhibit. It's not totally literal, but it's, I guess, having to do with music and eyes. Like a play on words. Yes. And I believe the Philharmonic is involved with that as well. So make sure that you go to the museum website to check out what days they're having a gala and they're also having a reception Mm -hmm. and there's music involved. And and Daniel Spaulding is is involved with that, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, you get a free triangle at the door. (laughs) So that starts on Saturday, February 17th, and it runs till April 7th at the Trenton City Museum. Also, we have Freedom Indoor Skate Park open. Just skate. Finally. Saturday. They've been doing it Saturday from 12 to 6. So check out Freedom New Jersey. Check out their website, and you can get more information. Jake is out of control over there. Let's Draw with John Gummery. Animal Drawing at New Jersey State Museum, Saturday, February 17th and the 24th, between 11 and 1. Check out that information at the New Jersey State Museum. There's a pop-up shop in celebration of Black History Month this Friday, February 16th, between 4 and 7. And that is in support of Black-owned businesses in Trenton, New Jersey. And that is going to be in City Hall at the Trenton City Hall Atrium. So you can go there and check that out. You can wait in Mike's office while you're before the <laughs> Yes, yes. Swing by. There's also Black History Month Movie Morning, Love and Basketball on Wednesday, February 14th at 10 a.m. at the Trenton Free Public Library. And that's really? also Valentine's Day. Yes. 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 And don't forget, February 16th is mine and Christina's wedding anniversary, 27 years. So if you have any gifts or anything that you'd like <laughs> to drop off, New Pod City, 247 <laughs> East Front Street. You got to knock on the door loud. <laughs> 
And uh, they'll come and you can give, drop off any gifts for us. And I think that's about it. So, Mr. Valiant, how can people find you? How can people see you? How can people hear you? How can they go online to experience all things Michael Valiant? If you need to reach me at the City of Trenton with anything related to what's going on in your neighborhood, you can reach me at mvaliant, M-V-A-L-I-A-N-T, at trentonnj.org. Reach out to me on email. It's the best way to get to me, and I will definitely get your your issues right to where they need to be. What is some of your favorite hangout spots in Trenton now that you're here as a resident? I've been loving going to uh, like the canal. So I love running on the canal. In my free time, I like to work out, mm-hmm. golf, and ski. Trenton's known for its skiing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can do the other no, stuff. but I mean, I use so much here that's so close, like the canal. I love going to the bridge and kind of checking that out. It's summertime, it's so beautiful mm-hmm. to kind of catch like the sun goes over the Delaware River. Yes, I love to eat at Italian People's Bakery every week. Oh um, yeah, yeah. 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 Sabor Latino is my, one of my oh, the, the, the best delivery place, mm-hmm. and we've done happy hour a bunch with the friends at the office, real locally. It's the station, obviously. You know, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I wasn't just observing there. You know, I was getting mm-hmm. after it. And again, that's why I'm knocking down all the ugly ass buildings because that's going <laughs> to pop the restaurants and Mm -hmm. the stores that are around here. I'm getting my feet wet. Good. Mm. Right. What made you choose your neighborhood? When COVID popped up, I was looking for whatever was, who was willing to move me in and was cheap. And uh, this opportunity came around. I have an excellent relationship with the landlord and, you know, my neighbors and stuff. I loved my block. So good. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. We love our block too. All right. Last question. In your thinking of Trenton, what does your dream Trenton look like? I'll illustrate it like this. When I was in high school, I was not, but I had friends that were in bands and we would go to Asbury Park or Jersey City or like Hamilton Street Cafe or something like that. And I would see, you know, punk rock shows were always in a little, you know, a little new neighborhood or something like that. So, or opposite of new, you know, rough. But then um, all of a sudden, as you're going from 14 to 18 and then getting hit in 20 years old, the conversation about saying you could, oh, let's move to Asbury Park, let's do Jersey, is completely out. (laughs) <laughs> of the financial picture. It exploded. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm thinking about, like you said, with Morrisville, like Lawrence, Ewan, all the, Bordentown even, all, everywhere around it, the train station, mm-hmm. we can be the anchor of Central Jersey's urban center. Yep. And like, you know, the, the most unique thing about our place is location, location, location. Mm-hmm. We can't buy it and no one else can take it. Right. And so I think that in the future, if I'm doing my job right, and I really legitimately clear out the runway for investors and innovators and professionals like yourselves and everyone else that I've got to know in Trenton, because I know the city will take care of itself like that. I think that because we don't even know really what we could be at, I don't even want to pretend I know what the end of that dream is. Mm-hmm. I really think that we could become the type of city where people, if they whether they're remote or going anywhere in the i-95 corridor they're going to be wanting to look around here because you know if they are young and go into rider or tcnj or any of the state schools around here they're mm-hmm. going to want to come here mm-hmm. when we had a night just like the station was how awesome that night was once we get a reliable and i think promoted mm-hmm. nightlife coming up that's where you're going to get the young guns coming mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and yeah. from all those towns because it's not like there's anything much more to do in lawrenceville right you know Right, so come right. to Trenton. This is where the music is. There's culture from mm-hmm. all over. I mean, yep. I, yeah. It's cool. cool. The so art, I, the music, the culture. Yes. Yeah. I good. hope I'm alluding something. I know. He did, he did good. good. He's like yes. a natural. Yeah. The first podcast? Uh, yeah. Really? Oh, That's right. great. You're 32 years old. This is your first podcast? I mean, first on the air. Not uh, 
Well, yeah. Well, how else would it be? I listen to them all the time. I don't. Know. I yeah, first yeah, first yeah, time yeah. listening to a podcast well, yeah, and yeah, being yeah. on one. No, first yeah. time. First wow. time. First time. You got a good they sound. Did, did very oh, thank good. you, man. I appreciate that. Oh. You guys too. Wow, this is so cool. I can't tell you. Oh, I'm glad you like it. I'm glad oh. you came. Uh, and oh. and it, we love your energy, and I love your vision, and glad you're on our team. That's it. All right, <laughs> Michael Valiant. Team. Yeah, you all really right. want to be on this team, right? Oh. <laughs> That's right. All right. I love it. Well, a podcast, yeah. Until next time. And wait till you see what's coming next time. Oh, my gosh. I hope you're ready for that. Hold on to your wig. Hold on to your wig. Or wigs. <laughs> and your socks. I'm not going to limit to one. <laughs> and your socks. <laughs> With that being said, this has been yet another episode of Trenton Waves. Sasso's, Sasso's out. out. You've been listening to the Trenton Waves podcast. Visit us online at trentonwaves.com.